Okay, good morning. Today's class is going to be Mizrat Hashem before Shulema for Miriam. It's Ina Pestia. You have it. Mizrat Hashem, we heard amazing news that she's starting to breathe on her own. So obviously, Baruch Hashem, all the tefillahs are working. Mizrat Hashem, amazing, amazing news. Hashem is super kind. Mizrat Hashem, excuse me for my voice. It's a little, uh, I'm trying to save my voice by speaking very little because I have to speak tonight. But somehow I lost my voice yesterday. Like right before class, it's unbelievable. So today I'm managing my uh, the amount of speech I make. So the class is a little shorter. It is what it is. Also in the success of also in Daniel Ben Gedalia. So we're just we're just I was doing a lot of research and doing a lot of stuff on this class tonight, and I keep on coming back to the to the asking myself, okay, what did really this is Rabbi Nachman's main two elements for man, really to be able to attract the wife, not only that, but also to maintain in marriage. What's really the key elements? What are the key elements? I'm going to get to tell you the two, two elements, and then we're going to go back and get to tell you the spiritual source be- between each one. The first one is, obviously, by the way, we have a, a Mazel Tov. We have somebody here that's getting remarried, his first wife, after seven years. Three years, wow. He's getting remarried to her. So it's an unbelievable... He grew up, he became the man he's supposed to be, and he attracted his first wife back. Baruch Hashem. Hashem should give you a long, healthy marriage. Hashem. Amen. He's a survivor. He's a survivor. That's the, that's the key. So, Rav Nachman's two mes- messages are really two things. Self-confidence, okay, and self-control. Self-confidence and self-control, which we're going to talk about now, are ultimately the two main elements, Kabbalistically, that a wife is looking for, according to Rab Nachman's teachings. We're going to get to the sources of how he gets to these two concepts. Self-confidence and self-control. And, if, and I, just by practical experience, you hear the complaints, oh, my husband's got a porn addiction, my husband's got an anger issue, my husband's got uh, this issue. Lack of self-control is a big no-no. Because you, know, you can't be in a marriage where the wife feels threatened all the time. And, and then obviously, the Yitzhahara, once she, one incident happens. For example, I had a friend of mine, he threw an orange at his wife one time. So now all he talks about is Tropicana. You know, never, he's never heard of, what are you going to throw an orange again at me again? He did it one time. I said, that orange cost you. But every single time there's even a trigger of something that doesn't, a little conflict. Oh, go ahead, throw another orange at me. So he's really paying for this orange. He's really paying for his orange. He has nightmares of Tropicana, the guy, the poor guy. All he, all he, he has trauma from oranges. But he threw an orange. Bottom line, he threw an orange one time, you're going to pay for it. She'll never, rem- she'll never forget about the orange. She'll, re- she'll also she'll remember all the compliments and the good things you did. But somehow when things go bad, all they remember is the orange. Unbelievable, huh? Five years taking care of her, being nice to her, everything good for her. But all she thinks about, look at the orange this guy threw at me. Obviously, because when, we, when, we, when a person gets insulted, a person, they, person stores trauma, he stores that much more, with much more intensity. That's also with the help of the Yitzhahara. Also, that also helps. But self-control and self-confidence is clearly the two methods. That's just a practical end of the orange. And then another, just self-confidence. Always having to argue, defend yourself, uh, I'm right, you're right, you're wrong. Because confident people don't have to always um, 
you know, they don't always have to answer back. They don't always have to. They can accept, okay, I'll get better. We always, I always gave the analogy is the man is the merchandise, right? And the woman is the customer, right? When the customer complains, you just have to validate the customer and say, you're right, could do better. The merchandise could do better, but we don't yell at the customer. You, nobody yells at a customer. Nobody interrupts the customer. But when we do that, what happens? You know, what does the customer do? gets angrier, gets upset. All you have to say is, you're right, I could do better. Could do better, sorry. What could I do? And then usually it goes away. I mean, you, but we don't yell at a customer. At the end of the day, a customer just wants to be heard, pretty much. I've had my experience with retail and, and customers in, the, I think, in, I'm 44 years old. It's pretty much the same pattern. Customers just want to be heard. They want to be validated. And believe me, I'm working in a detox rehab facilities. You can imagine the amount of complaints when people are in a bad state. They just want to complain about everything. But once you just get them to be heard, you're right, etc. But once you tell them you're wrong, you're, you're this, it goes into disaster. It becomes a disaster. So confident people don't always have to need, I don't need to be right all the time. It's not about, it's not about me all the time. So these two methods are very, very important. But first, because that's ultimately when you're confident, you're a king. You're acting like a king. You're, you're able to have the malchus. Kingship is malchus. Kingship is not about getting even. You understand? Kingship is about looking at the big picture. When I'm looking at the big picture, I'm confident that this is a big picture. In another realm of this concept, Rav Nachman says in lesson first let's get to the, where, where he says here. It says lesson six. Immorality and abuse of the covenant make it hard for a person to find his true zivuk partner. The tikkun is by following the spiritual paths explained in the Kabbalistic writings of the themes of the month of Elul. Okay, so what's what's the big what, what are the Kabbalistic what are the Kabbalistic um, tikkunim of Elul? What do we do on those months? Those months are Elul itself, which we're going to talk about. Is every what Rambam says is every person should minimize his own personal honor and maximize God's honor. Confident people are focusing more on maximizing God's honor versus maximizing their own honor. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. This tennis match just is a disaster for your for spirituality because you're not seeing the big picture. Somebody has to be able to walk away from the argument and say you're right because you're focusing on win-win. The win-win is I want Hashem in my life. It's not about getting even with that person. I'm not here to yell at the customer. And we used to have electronic stores and when I used to work in retail. When I was 10 years old, I used to work in retail stores. I never had the camp and the baseball. and the, Here, 8 years old, 10 years old, worked for family business. And I worked like Vietnam hours. It did tremendous benefit for me today. But I was working like more hours than Vietnam. People in Vietnam were working. And we were underpaid and I, I finally quit. And then they offered me all kinds of money to come back. We were very, very young. But it gave me the greatest education in the world because it let me be able to read people and read psychology and, and convince people how to sell, etc. It was a tremendous, tremendous lesson. Greater lesson I got when I was 10 years old that I got in college, etc. and all that. A tremendous, <laughs> tremendous lesson. From 10 to 16, I was working for retail stores as a kid. So we would, you would always have, we would have, we had six, seven stores at the time in the 80s. And we would have tons and tons of crazy salesmen. At the time, 80s people were nuts. In Miami, salesmen were nuts. 
you would have some salesmen that had major anger problems. And there was times that we would be very, very busy. We were very, very, I never forget this analogy in my life. There's times that the stores would be packed. We had Brazilian customers from South America. They would just be packed. And you would see customers waiting to buy. We were in electronic stores. But you had one customer that if a customer wanted to return something, the guy would be arguing with the customer for one hour, making a scene. Meanwhile, there's a hundred customers waiting in the store for possible, for possible sales. But the guy was so stubborn and he was so foolish and he would waste all his time on this customer to prove that he was right. And he lost all this opportunity and everybody else made much more money. And this guy was saying, all he talked about is, I'm right, he's wrong. I'm like, are you, you fool? Don't you see the big picture here? You're losing the big picture. You're not seeing the big picture. There's a hundred people. I understand there's nobody in the store, but you're losing potential revenue. Same thing with us. Sometimes we get caught. We major, we major minor things and we minor in major things. <laughs> you major in minor things, in stupidity, and you minor in big picture, which is Shalom Bayit, which is a bigger picture in life. And this tells you that as a man, we have to be able to be the because you're never going to win an argument with a woman, and you're always going to have to apologize at the end of the day. Pretty much. I hate to tell you. <laughs> if you haven't gotten that by now, figure it out. Because they're rooted in kavod, they're rooted in honor. If I offend anybody in this class, it's not intended to anybody. But the re- general rule is, their Yetzirah is kavod, honor, respect. And man is different. Man has to be the sun. Man has to be the elevating, etc. So, the more you argue about these little petty things, you're losing the big picture. And this is where Reb Nachman is, is, is saying is, you have to minimize your kavod, minimize your honor and maximize God's honor. And by doing that, you have to be able to be dom ve'ishtok, quiet and silent. When somebody offends you or when somebody says something to you, you have to be dumb. When you're quiet and silent, when somebody offends you, you know what happens? You're killing the Yetzirah. You're killing the Yetzirah. Because the Yetzirah loves on kavod. They thrive on honor and respect. Right? That's the Yetzirah. Ego. Pride. Who's right? When you're quiet and you know it's coming from Hashem, that you're getting a cleansing. Dom ve'ishtok. Dom and quiet. Silent and quiet. Then Hashem kills your enemy inside of you. He kills the enemy. That's what he's saying here. Hashem will, just, will kill the enemy because you are quiet and silent. You know what happens? Because you spilled blood. What happens is when I get embarrassed, when I don't answer sort of spilling blood. Spilling blood is a, is a form of killing, right? When you go from red to white, you get embarrassed to white. It's a form of killing. It's a form of uh, your, your, your cleansing. It's a major cleansing. So this is a very, very important message. And it says, impossible, listen to this, it is impossible to marry such honor with, without repentance. And the essence of repentance is hearing one's getting embarrassed and remaining quiet and silent. For there is no honor without the kavod. And it says, this is, the, and this is exactly what we're doing with an Elul. Elul, we're, we're, oh my God, Rosh Hashanah's coming up. What have we done? Look at the whole year. We've been, you know, sea average mindset. And here we go. We're getting tested for the, you know, we're getting a big test for the, for the brand new year. My whole year is ahead of me. The Elul is a, a lot of cleansing because, oh my God, what am I thinking about? I'm about to go into a brand new year and I'm sitting there with, with C minuses. <laughs> And I'm trying to get an A. How am I going to get there? How in the world am I going to get there where I approach Rosh Hashanah and say God is great when I have a mediocre mindset? <laughs> and that's, that's the embarrassment you get in that world. 
This is why Elul, it's such a cleansing. But this is, this, these kavanot are for marriage. Because once you recognize that usually your wife is a messenger of your creator, again, not all the times, but usually she, is, she ends up becoming a messenger. Um, and she's a reflection of you. And when you change, she changes, pretty much. And more importantly, the most importantly, important thing, listen, I got divorced, I made some mistakes, etc. Everything, sometimes things are meant to happen. So we, we can't, there's isolated cases, obviously, that divorce is necessary, of course. But more importantly, more importantly, is when you have relationships with your wife, you are transferring the seed from your brain to her. Your brain is downloaded. So you have, if, you have a, if you have, for example, a uh, Apple 13 version uh, software, and she's, and, and she's getting the Apple 13 version. But if you have like an Apple, you know, you have a new iPhone 3, and <laughs> that's all she's getting. She gets what you have, pretty much. This is why it's, it's a reflection on you, because all the learning you do, and all the things you watch during the week and everything, gets transferred to her when you have relations. So she's just getting, she's getting what you're getting. She doesn't, you don't have to tell her what to do spiritually. She gets it downloaded from your brain, which is... <laughs> That means you have nothing to say. No criticism. What are you talking? What, what's the point of the criticism? You're downloading. She's downloading what you get. Imagine the guy's watching the wrong things. He's, his head's in the wrong place. He's depressed. He's asvut. He has relationships with his wife, and she's asking him, "Why are you not happy?" Uh, I'm just. I'm getting your download. Just getting your. Da- you're getting the download from her. This is why you have to. This is such an important. Con- when I heard this from Rav Nachman's teachings, I'm like, whoa. Whoa, time to take massive responsibility. You want a better marriage? You have to become better. You want it better? You have to transfer it. And I've seen my wife have a Muna when I have a Muna. It's a reflection. She's just getting the dot from your brain. This is, it says, Adam conceived. Adam knew the, the new, new Chava. Knowing refers to advice, refers to specifically the seed itself. So this is why Rabbi Ruth says, what are you criticizing if it's coming from you? Period. You understand? You get the big picture? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you criticizing? It's coming from your brain. So when you think about, oh, ah, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to watch it, she's a reflection, directly reflection on you. And this is a very scary concept because now you're like, okay, so I have to make a decision. If I keep my eyes in the right place, I'm going to have a happy marriage. But if I don't keep my eyes in the right place, then this is where she runs away from me. This is exactly what Rabbi Nachman says here. And occasionally, as a result of this blemish, it's possible to lose one zivug. Having turned away from his soulmate, it's difficult for him to find her. Even if he does find her, she's going to oppose him and not incline what he wants because he turned away from her instead of shining into her. This leads to her wanting something different, opposing him. And then he is not worthy, she opposes him. It's Gemari Yivamot. And the month of Elul, it's possible to rectify this because these, uh, the ultimate thing is in, the, in Elul is humility and getting rid of your honor. But you have to understand there's a direct relationship when a guy, expe- you know, I get the phone calls all the time. I have a Shalom Bayit problem and I have a porn addiction. Uh, okay, obviously. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> how could you not have a Shalom Bayit problem? And the guy's blaming his wife and going to therapy with his wife. She's just getting what, you, what you're giving her. Oh, she's getting it. What do you want? 
You have to understand what it's costing you. You have to understand what this is costing you. It's costing disasters, marriages across the board. And there's a lot of da- there's a lot of pain out there. There's a lot of pain, pain of divorce, pain of this. You don't want somebody else running, you know, taking care of your children. That's for sure. So you have to get enough leverage to say, if I really want this, I gotta put, I gotta go all in. Because when you don't go all in, there's gonna be a price, and that's the self confidence and also self control. Because if I control what I'm focusing on. I can control what I'm watching, then obviously I'm going to have a better marriage. In both anger-wise, both emotional anger, and also because, again, because you're going to, she's going to get the light from you when you're having relations. Do you understand? And this is why you could see it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how this happens. I never thought about it like this. When a woman is emotionally cut off from the guy, she doesn't want to have relations with the guy. There's a deep component to emotional relationships with a guy because when she sees, what am I going to get from this guy? <laughs> going to get schmutz. <laughs> She'd rather not have relationships with him. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And the guy, he's depressed. He wants to have relationships with her. She doesn't want anything to do with him. She senses, she senses, because remember, women are intuition. Women are more being, she's intuition. But she senses this guy's off. I don't want to have relationships. He's emotionally cut off. He insults me. He does this. Again, we, these are the instructions. Nobody's perfect. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have whatever it is. These are the instructions. So whether you want to take them, whether you want to go and come up with read relationship books, but I'd like, I'd like the sources from the Zohar, and I like these sources a little bit better. Uh, I hate to tell you, because there's nobody that knew more than Rav Nachman and the Zohar on how to fix these situations. But I can tell you, I have enough cases that I've seen, people that I'm helping, and it's pretty much... The same case. He checks out emotionally. She checks out emotionally. You understand? He stops becoming comfortable spiritually. She all of a sudden becomes emotionally detached from him. And this is why your wife is really there to help you. Help you. Now, sometimes you need a breakup in order for a new, to, to all of a sudden start all over. Which happens all the time. But this is what Rav Nachman is really telling us here. He's telling us something very deep. He's telling us the ability for you to have, when you're emotionally cut off, she will be emotionally cut off. When you're emotionally cut off with God, she emotionally cuts off with you. So there's a direct relationship with that, which is pretty scary. Pretty scary. So anytime, oh, I don't want to dive in today. Okay, don't worry. You'll deal with it at home. Oh, I don't feel... Okay, no problem. No problem. Comfortable, you're going to pay the price for, com- for comfort. <laughs> I promise you. You will pay the price for comfort. Stop working out for a month and then go back to the gym. See what, see what that workout costs you. See how much pain you're going to be in. You won't even be able to walk. There's a price for comfort. You need to understand that. And this is why people need to man up. They need to man up. And then, guess what? What's the reward for all this? You get Shefa because she's happy. When she's happy, you get the blessing. So ultimately, the customer is buying the merchandise. And you're getting, back, you're getting all the Shefa because you were, able, you were able to nullify yourself, humble yourself, have self-control and self-confidence, you end up getting the shefa back. So it's not like you're doing it for nothing. You're getting the, you're getting the direct light from her light, because when she's happy wife, happy life. What does it mean, happy wife, happy life? It means that she's getting, she's the aspect of the feminine soul, and she shines the light back to you. This is why you can't be cheap. If you're cheap, you're short enough for soul. You can't be cheap. Why are you spending this? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? <laughs> Cut off, cut off. You can't do that. Criticism also. Criticism, you can't criticize either. Criticism is a huge no. She can criticize you. 
but you can't criticize her. That's how it works. So, Who says life is fair? Right? That's the rules of engagement. So that's why the relationships after the makeup is so intense. Exactly. Bingo. So much, so much. Correct. After the makeup, after a person fights, it's in a Simpson, and he gets back into the new, the, 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 there's a new high. Because of also this concept also, Reb Nachman's telling you here, that as a man, we have our own battle spiritually. Our, man, our battle spiritually is dealing with the highs and lows, running and returning. We're not always on fire. We're not always enthusiastic. There's a lot of times where we're returning. And that return, the last thing you want to do when you return is give. So you have to be able to also you know, deal with the ups and downs. This is exactly what Lesson 6 is about. Being in the upper olive, running and returning. Being able to be humble when your things are not going good and be able to yearn and desire. But when we get comfortable and we get sloppy and we get we check out on our phones and we watch things, because remember, all porn and all these depressions, it's all coming from depression. It's not, you're not doing that when you're happy. You're doing that to escape, period. And you can't have Yeshua if you're escaping. Hashem, you gave me a miracle because I escaped. That's not going to happen. Yeshua's come to join Simcha. But this is why it's not enough. You need, the, you have a, you need a muna. Again, a muna is the ultimate blanket for you to have self-control and self-confidence. A muna is the ultimate blanket. But if I recognize, what am I talking about? I'm the merchandise, she's just the customer. It's like the, the, the you know, and you see this, it's awful. You know, you go to a restaurant, sometimes, unfortunately, kosher restaurants, the guy returns a steak five times. <laughs> you know, obviously there's deeper emotional issues than the steak itself. If you've got to return the steak five times. It's another story. But the chef should not yell at the guy. You know? Because the chef really... In a general sense, it's really the, his... The chef's there to make you happy and, and not to tell you... What do you talk about? Your problems, your taste buds. It's the same thing. A, a chef yelling at a customer, they would throw the guy out of the store. They would tell him, what, what's this guy doing? Sometimes you have chefs that have a little bit of a snappy. They're a little egotistical and they... They snap. Baruch Hashem in my detox, we've had to go through many, many chefs. Because they, have a lot, they, have, they get overwhelmed, they have a big attitude, major attitude. You don't like the food, they start yelling back. and Animals. And little, sometimes chefs are, are literally animals. Too much tension, too much this. But again, what are you yelling at a person? What are you yelling at a customer? What's the matter with you? Especially a customer's in recovery, for God's sake. So can you imagine tell, us telling, you know, you can't yell at a customer who's in recovery. Do you not see the big picture? It's not about you. It's not about you. You're <clears throat> supposed to be warm, etc. Same thing. So self-confidence and self... And self and remember, self-control leads you to self-esteem. And self-esteem leads you to be more confident because you're not going to go... If you have self-esteem, you're not going to be so self-centered. But when you have low self-confidence, you're going to be, uh, end up... It's, it's all a vicious cycle. But Ramnachan is telling us in Lesson 6, in Lesson 87, these are the Kavanot. Man's job is to constantly deal with the spiritual highs and lows. He depend, she depends on him for a spiritual light. And you depend on God. <laughs> More than woman depends on man. And man depends on God. Usually women depend on the husband, usually. And man depends on God. So if you're not, if you're show, you know, you're, if you're not showing up, you know, everything there's going to be a price. So it could be a price for getting up in the morning and working on yourself, or there'll be a price for arguing with your wife. There's a price for everything. This is the way I look at it in life. Everything has a price. Comfort has a price. Pain has a price too. The pain will eventually lead me to growth. As Reb Nachman tells us a hundred times this concept. The Gemara tells us, 
You're going to yoke. You're going to yoke regardless. You can yoke in Torah. The, the, the business yoke will remove from you. Or you don't want to do the business uh, Torah yoke. Then you're going to deal with the government, yoke of government and then relationships. <laughs> the Torah is not telling you you have a, a vacation mindset. And this is where the judgment comes to a person when he's comfortable. Judgment comes. Because he's not, he can't be, he can't be a giver if you're comfortable. Understand? Where the husband's comfortable. Or the, or the, and this is the biggest problem. Blaming, a lot of times, blaming, oh, the girls are not, they don't like me. The girls are not. You got to strap up, get perspective, and be a man. That's what we need. This is today. We have a whole cross-gender issue, all kinds of, and all kinds of Michigan issues today. With who's who's in the right place? The pitcher wants to play catcher. The catcher wants to be the pitcher, and then nobody's playing in the game. Nobody wants to. He wants to be here. She wants to be here, and everybody's in the wrong lane today. You could see. The man doesn't want to take responsibility. The woman wants to be the man. It's the whole mess. The whole thing's a mess. We have to go back to basics. We have to go to back, go back to Adam, Adam, to Abraham and Sarah. They they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing, but you could see. A few times where our sages even were insensitive to their wives, how much did they pay for it? Abraham was sensitive to Sarah. Was Yaakov, blaming him. Yerachel says, otherwise I'm dead. Give me a baby, otherwise I'm dead. What, what Abraham says, you poked... You, she, I, I, Sarah told him, go have relationships with my maid, with my bride. And then, so have a baby with her. And then she had with Hagar. What happened? It's all your fault that this happened. <laughs> Do you understand? Do you not get the whole picture here? So, obviously, Baruch Hashem, I'm not censored, which I'm so happy about, and nobody pays me, so I can say what I want. I don't have to hide behind. But these are the results that you need to hear, and this is what's going to help you. But remember, you are the merchandise, she is the customer, in general. There's cases where it's not. People lose themselves, whatever. But in general, you have to recognize your role, your role is if you have self-confidence, you don't need to answer all of the back. You don't need to reply all the time. You can you validate, etc. And when you have self-control, that is a big deal. Because if not, she can't be a she can't be in a relationship where she feels that she's going to get a th- an orange thrown at her if things don't go your way. Do you understand? That's a problem. That's and those are the two things that I've seen. And of course, Rabbi Nachman speaks self-confidence and self-control. You're either building your marriage because remember. Once you do do the work of humility, and once you do do the work of giving, you are the receiver. Do you understand? You are the receiver. You get it back. That's the good thing. It's not like we're getting, okay, I'm just giving. No, I get the, I'm the receiver. This is why blessing comes on account of a man's wife. So these are two important things when you're dating, when you're going through situations, you have to look at these things. You have to understand these things. You need confident people. You need to be able to make... So there's a level of, of das a person has. But remember, she is downloading what you give her. So people are having relationships with guys that are lost, you know, and when they feel depressed after the relationship, hey, what do you, this is what you got. <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're getting a Macintosh download. You're IBA. You got the, you got the wrong... Uh, you're with the wrong person. You're looking for the wrong things. You're getting downloaded schmutz. That's what you're getting. And you wonder why you're not happy after the breakup. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you got. That's what you got. Because we're too attracted to money and fame. But who says, <laughs> how do you know what the guy has? How do you know? It's just you're attracted to the wrong thing. 
and you're just you're doing it for the wrong reasons. This is why you end up getting you end up getting all the time disappointed. So remember, when you're sleeping with somebody, you're downloading his dot. Just remember that. <laughs> Period. Bottom line, remember that, and you are giving her. So if you want to fix the operating system, fix yourself. She will get it. It's exactly what Nachman says. Exactly what is uh, what, what happened with the with Chava, and this is this is not a new chapter. This is not. This is Adam and Eve. <laughs> the serpent had relationships. Stories to say, serpent had relationships. She polluted Chava. She polluted her. Sources say she, he had relations with her, and he got she got the injection of the snake in her. The pride, the ego, Chava. There you go. That's where the pride and ego comes from. May Hashem help us all. We need to do the whole. The whole world needs a refuah shalema. The whole world needs a refuah shalema, especially uh, nowadays we're going backwards in this area. This is not getting better. It's getting going the other way, even worse and worse the other way. We're, we're, everybody's in the, the wrong role today. Have a great day.